From Radio Row, Super Bowl Row, Bruin Bible, it's finally happened, man. Bruce Feldman, one of the most credible names within the industry, has reported that Chip Kelly is expected to not even take an offensive coordinator job at the pro level. We thought the Seahawks would have been involved. We knew he wanted the Raiders one. Commanders was out there for a little bit with Dan Quinn. He's taking a college offensive coordinator job at Ohio State. It's mind-blowing to me in a lot of different ways because... We thought at least with the professional offensive coordinator job, you know, hey, he's not dealing with college anymore. He's not doing the recruiting, the NIL. That's kind of what it felt like what he would want to distance himself from in a lot of different ways. But, man, man, I'm sitting here stunned that he is taking a not even a head coaching job, not even an offensive coordinator job, the NFL job. It is a downgraded move to do this at the college level. Give me your initial thoughts on this because my mind is blown. And we have to just discuss what the matter is with this. Well, it's unreal. it's absolutely stunning, yeah. and it's probably unprecedented in the history of college football that a coach, a standing coach at a major Power Five program, uh, as the the head man, would uh, voluntarily uh, move forward with a coordinator position at that same Power Five level. You know, Will, there's just so many thoughts that come to mind here. One is it just feels like there was such a swing in Chip's mindset the last couple of weeks, where he went from an individual who felt unbelievably confident about his return, even during a time when fans and media were really questioning his ability to return, particularly after those losses against Arizona State and Cal. And Martin Jarman announces continuity, Chip Kelly returns, but it really does feel like in the last few weeks, something has happened inside that athletic department where either Martin Jarman has gotten sort of a renewed sense of urgency as the athletic director and needing to make bigger moves, or there has been some form of clarity with the new chancellor and the willingness to take bigger bets in terms of athletics, or Chip's just desire of quote-unquote, reading the room and understanding that he's lame duck status in 2024 and just trying to accelerate that process. The two things that kind of come to mind here, Will, one is, let's not forget, he's got a very close relationship with Ryan Day. Ryan Day was the individual that he was actually golfing with when the the Big Ten move broke, when they were golfing together. They're from the New Hampshire area. So in that regard, from a relationship standpoint, it makes sense. But how ironic, number two, is this whole Ohio State situation with UCLA. He's going to have to play them eventually. Exactly. And Ohio State was the job reportedly that Martin Jarman wanted as athletic director. Martin Jarman doesn't get the Ohio State athletic director job. Feels like that probably recommits him in a sense to the UCLA AD only to see his coach then go to the very school that he wanted as his dream job. It is a soap opera uh, fitting of Hollywood right now with UCLA football. Everything is on the table at this point. And what bothers me is the timing of the whole thing. Yep. You know, and it UCLA, for 
all of its strengths, and it's the number one public university in the world. There's a lot of great things going on there. Their lack of investment in the sports program is ultimately what led to this him leaving like this and not being fired because they didn't want to play, pay the buyout. S- plain and simple, that is exactly what happened. If you make this move two months ago, and I know we've been getting flamed on Twitter for David Shaw. Listen, whether you like it or not, they're going to reach out to him. For no question about job. it. No question about it. giving the strengths on what David Shaw brings. I don't think he's a perfect candidate. Is it, are they going to reach out to him for that coaching job? You bet Absolutely. Ass they will. But what I would say to this as well is the lack of financial commitment, either, either within the NIL money or the university itself, if we want to be considered one of the top 25, 30 universities moving forward in the game of football, it's got to change because this is embarrassing. Jonathan Smith was openly talking about, yep. hey, I want to go to a school with a Power 2 conference. He was on the table. He knew as soon as Oregon State was left out of those discussions, he was ready to move. He was born in Pasadena. Jed Fish was my guy. I wanted Jed Fish, and maybe it was going to be for two or three years or whatever it may be because it seems like he's got his eyes in the NFL, you know, from the outside looking yep. in. He left to Washington. He was ready to go, too, you know? So it's just the timing of this could not hurt more. We had a but, Will, to that point, yeah. this is a different dynamic now because of Chip Will leaving voluntarily. Yeah. Now the buyout number uh, goes away, and a lot of the things that strap UCLA financially, look, like it or not, I think there wasn't really an appetite, and we've talked about this a ton the last few months, politically, when they were $51.7 million in debt, the athletic department primarily due to dead money to coaches, salaries that they had fired, to go through the battle that they had to go through with the regions for this Big Ten move, all of the the issues associated with the calimony, and now only to come back and say, our first move after this entire saga is to prematurely fire a coach and pay more dead money. That was a very difficult political pill to swallow, particularly when you're in an environment where you don't have a litany of football boosters just lined up to pay that buyout. Now, the fact that Chip is leaving on his own, while the timing is not ideal and horrendous, but financially, it's actually a positive because now you get that money back. So it is going to be a lot more to come here, Will. Uh, This is only the beginning. Only the beginning is right. And, guys, I hate to say it, everything has to be put on the tables. Like, Garbers, is, you know, who knows what's going to happen yep. with him? Who knows what's going to happen with Harden, Sturdivant? You know, the encouraging play. I thought this offense had a chance to be really good yes. next year. And I think you got to weigh all the options on this now. Sturdivant probably goes to Ohio State, I would assume. He's got the pedigree to do it. You know, it, it, it's just it's a disheartening time for this to come about. We were expecting it in some yes. regard. We thought it was would be the Seahawks or the, the Buckeyes. Was I expecting a college OC job? No, I thought that was I thought that was hogwash to begin with. But the fact that that's coming true, it really is. Uh, it just hurts as somebody that covers the program. No doubt, Will. No and, doubt. Um, you know what I would say to this is, you guys have seen probably our videos where we list out our coaching candidates. We have a video on that. We'll kind of just run through a couple of the yeah. options that we Let's expect. Absolutely. Um, David Shaw. He's going to be contacted. Listen, not my favorite. I, I, you don't have to apologize yeah. for it. Not my favorite. You don't have to apologize for it. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think, Will, it's David Shaw. I think you have to give him a call. I think Eric Bieniemy. you Bien-Ami have to give him a call. Choice. I think Rick Neuheisel in a one-year rental type of situation, I think you have to give him a call. I think Pete Carroll, you have to give him a call Pete for Carroll, the splash. Yeah. And I think we're also hearing uh, about Tony White. You know, that's, a, that's an average candidate. 
uh, obviously with some UCLA ties. I love the ties, but i just like to see a little bit more success yeah. at the coaching level. Absolutely. I know he's D coordinator at Nebraska. Nebraska's defense, frankly, wasn't good last year. Syracuse, I mean, they don't, it doesn't pop the yeah. needle for me a little bit. Um, you know, I hear a lot of the hungry assistant. You want to go and grab one of those type of guys. We'll see, man. I mean, we laid it out. We had time to maybe invest in it. I was like, what if, what if Chip moved on in November when it should have happened? What if we contacted Sharon Moore earlier in that process? Maybe there could have been a way you could have got, or even Ryan Grubb, right? Even Ryan Grubb, one of those situations. So all of the top assistants are gone. All the top coaches are gone. This is the list we're left with. This is the reality of the yep. situation of what's going on with Westwood, guys. So any other suggestions, I welcome them. I obviously just want the best for what is UCLA football. That's what we all do here. That's why we put the hours in to give you guys the work. We just want the best for UCLA football moving forward. So, guys, we had to give you this quick hit update. It's Stay tuned. Yeah. Uh, there, this is just the beginning. I think there's going to be a lot of conversation around what happened there because, again, I just want to reiterate, it just feels like there was such a mindset shit shift with Chip. Also a mindset. Uh, yeah, 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 absolutely. With Chip on just this level of urgency to get a job that just did not exist even three or four weeks ago. So something has happened organizationally with the, the program, either with Martin Jarman's long-term uh, commitment to uh, being AD or finances coming in and, a, and an appetite to take more risks in terms of new hires or alignment with chancellor and administration and the athletic department. But something has happened kind of architecturally with UCLA from an organization standpoint that has changed the last few months. We will try and unpack more of it as we know more. And then second, here we go now. It's, it's not interview season, but it's interview season in Westwood with the list that we have. I think there's, like we talked about, Will, there's a stable, safe hire in, in a David Shaw type. There's obviously the one-year rental model you could go to with a Rick Neuheisel type. Or if you want to make a big splash uh, for a, a, a short-term period, there's kind of the Pete Carroll type of model to be able to do so. But you're going to have to think non-traditionally, given the fact that you're in the second week of February with a new window of the transfer portal opening up and the fact that everyone else has a head start on you, about a 60-day head start, given that they've lined up their staffs about the middle of December. Yeah, it's going to be a wild time. I, it's just embarrassing how this situation played out, if I'm being honest. I've never seen this in college football where both sides are so openly. We compared to the Will and Jada Smith marriage yep. where it's like they're technically the knot is tied, but it was such an open relationship on both sides that it just it made everyone uncomfortable falling and being involved. So, man, this sucks. I, I think you can kiss goodbye the new four-star linebacker commitment we just got like a week ago. But, guys, stay tuned. That's all we got for you. We'll always be bringing you the news in the best, most positive way we can, and hopefully we can get it done. Ruin Bible, we'll keep you posted. Football content all throughout the year for LA Football Network.